Broadcasting around the world from CinemaGeekly.com, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast with Anthony Lewis, Aaron De La Osa, and Glenn Beauvais. Uh, just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Weekly Podcast, episode 105, cinemageekly.com slash premiums, where we want you to head for just $12, 365 days of premium podcasts. Uh, Glenn and I got back on the ball this week and finally caught everything up all the way. Uh, we got episode 17 of Flashing Arrow, where we talked rogue time and suicidal tendencies, and uh, oh. a double shot of Better Talk Saul, uh, the sixth episode of that podcast where we talked uh, the episodes Bingo and Rico. Uh, so we're finally all caught up on the premium podcast. There's more to come. We've, uh, we're gonna, I think we're going to get a new level of your gear out this coming weekend. And uh, we've got another flawed and decisive coming your way. We've got to do Tarantino. And uh, pretty soon here, we're going to record... Johnny Depp, too, right? He's in our crosshairs, isn't he? Didn't we do we, a Johnny Depp? We've already done that. We did oh, Johnny Depp. for real? Yeah, we, and you were oh, on. That it. was that was like two episodes ago. Yeah, <laughs> but was I on that one? Yeah, yeah I think you were. Yeah. Get the fuck out of town. Yeah, because really. I think we chose Ed Wood to win. Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's right. We, we yeah, that sounds out. like something I'd do. <laughs> and uh, we've got another side B coming up here, where the, the whole <laughs> gang is is going to discuss the the most recent Wrestlemania. I'm pretty excited uh, for this. Yeah, I'm Thank actually you. pretty excited to talk about it as well. It's going to be an inter- It's going to be different from everything else on the website. Obviously, yeah. uh, I'm going to do the entire podcast as Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, baby. Uh, what do we got here other than the premium thing? Which, by the way, you should totally sign up for if you want to help support Cinema Geekly. But if that's not your bag, uh, head to the website. Click on T-shirts. We've got uh, the Cinema Geekly Retro logo T-shirt. Uh, it's available from Public. It's uh, $20 right now. It's available in a bunch of colors and a bunch of sizes. Uh, and not just in T-shirts, too. It's in hoodie form and uh, and, uh, and a couple of other variations. I have a red well. one. And, yeah. Yeah, thank you to everyone who's, who's, uh, who's bought one already. That's yes, fun. yes. Please continue to buy more. And th- they w- there will be more designs uh, at some point as well. We'll get, uh, we'll get new designs up there. Uh, maybe if we can get away with it, we'll do like a fuck Franco t-shirt for, I don't know how we couldn't get away with it. (laughs) It's like Aaron might be the only one. Uh, Bullshit. I think his mom would buy one. Seth Rogen would secretly buy like four. I know Dave would buy one. (laughs) 
Uh, he would, yeah, Dave Frank is definitely buying <laughs> Sorry, one. Sorry, apparently I sound like a smoker now. I'm sure Dave would buy one. <laughs> the, um, yeah, so, uh, so, uh, so all of that stuff is, is, Anyone is, is ever seen the Raimi Spider-Man, I'm sure would, you know, they're all buying one. <laughs> let's, uh, uh, let's hop but into, But he's the uh, Hobgoblin. Oh, Fuck. You're going to make Aaron's blood boil. There's just so much about Spider-Man I, I want to forget. Oh, mm, man. The the quicker MCU Spidey gets here, the better, I think. Preach. Uh, yeah, so let's Watch talk. Let's fuck that up, too. Let's, uh, let us talk about let the news. Know. Speaking of Marvel, Mr. Aaron DeLos, uh, how about this fucking picture of Ryan Reynolds? Oh, that I know. <laughs> tell, us, tell us all about your experience upon first viewing this. The the first official image of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Just just explain to me the the emotions, uh, the the feelings that coursed through your body when you saw this image. Uh, if I'm being honest here, uh, it it moved. I mean, it literally jumped. Like when I saw that, oh, it's like I was just like, holy shit! Like the more I looked at it, the more I noticed. I'm like, this is straight out of the comic books. Like you, you see, you know, he's got knives and guns everywhere. His fucking logos on his belt buckle. He's winking. I mean, it's actually Ryan Reynolds in the suit. I mean, he looks fantastic. It just everything about it just screams Deadpool off the pages. I mean, yeah. the only the only thing they could have done besides that was like make it a gif, and you know, and uh, a speech bubble pops up, and like you know, he's saying something fucked up. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's just, it's absolutely perfect. I mean, it. This goes to show you that sometimes the best fucking you know translation of a costume is the hokey ass comic book one because it looks so beautiful. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, he's just super seductively. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Maybe. Oh yeah, he's trying to put a baby in here right there. With oh, absolutely, boat. laying in front of what can only be described as a picture of a fireplace. I think. <laughs> on a hardwood floor, laying on a bearskin rug. Oh, I know it's the best. Oh, it's I know exactly where they filmed this. <laughs> Glenn's yeah, like, this that... is in my basement. Is that where no. they did Eyes Wide Shut? No, this is like at Bill Clinton's house. Is it? Oh, like Bill Clinton had to be like, all right, this is how you do it, baby. <laughs> it's this is a... how you get the votes. That's exactly what I. Well, I mean, the... you know, if the next presidential candidate that does that, I'm voting for him. I don't give a fuck who it is. <laughs> What if it's Hillary? I, whatever, bro. I'm in. If she goes George Costanza on the couch, snarling pose, <laughs> in just like a set of like old lady underwear, I'm in. That's tremendous. Uh, but the best part about that was that Ryan Reynolds actually tweeted this out, and uh, he tweeted, "With great power comes great irresponsibility." So I mean, you know, he's already talking a little bit of shit, you know, like throwing out shots of Spider-Man here and there. It's just everything about this is just screaming, you know. This film is being made, you know, for us, for family. You know, all comic book movies are essentially, but this one really is just for us. I mean, you know, we made this happen. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Really did, uh, Glenn. What did, what did what did you think of this look? It looks great. I mean, like Aaron said, I mean, it's out of the comics. The only thing I can say, and this is not a dig, I can honestly say I've seen at least two better cosplays better than this. Bullshit. <laughs> Minus, like, not the guy in the suit, but the suit themselves. I've seen two that are... Like people that just went nuts with they their cosplays. They are pretty, pretty magnificent. I, I, I think once we actually see it, yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, okay, well, that'd be good. Uh, <laughs> well, and I love the fact, too, we finally have a fucking superhero whose eyes are white. Yeah? Yep. Instead of just like you know, yeah, shitty black makeup around the, you know the, their their bullshit blue eyes or whatever. You know who gives a fuck? Give me white eyes finally. Oh, just Aaron, yes. well, enough I of mean, the guy Ryan liner. Reynolds has yeah, a, yeah, enough of the guy liner. Give me 
fucking, you know, some goddamn white eyes. No, I love no, it. No. You know, it's great. Just keep it going. You know, every other superhero movie who's now paying attention, you know, if they're going to do Captain Marvel, you know what I mean? Goddamn white eyes. You know, Adam Warlock. I mean, anything that's, that's coming down the pipe, you know, just give us more of a literal comic book translation. You know, you might find that people actually love it a hell of a lot better. Uh, now, obviously, the uh, the rumor being shopped around here is that uh, they are they are going to be striving for a PG thirteen rating. Uh, oh, if, for shame! For if, shame! If they do, Aaron, do you think it completely and utterly ruins the movie, or is the char- is the Deadpool character so flexible that it, they can easily work around it and still make a great Deadpool movie? I mean, there's a lot they can do with the PG thirteen rating. They'll obviously have to tone it down uh, a ton. Especially um, when it mostly uh, probably when it comes mostly to like language or any sort of sexuality. Well, just a lot just of the way he kills people, I think, yeah. would be like you know a, the shit they would have to limit a lot less. You know yeah, I mean? quite possibly. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if they do it PG thirteen, it could still be as you know it could still be good. But you know, in there we can always hold out hope is that you know they do do a director's cut where it's just everything. But I really, really hope that they stick to their guns and just you know. Just give it, you know, give it, a, give us a rated R or at least the hardest fucking PG thirteen they can. I mean, I want to see like shades of John Wick in this bitch. Yeah. Uh, what What do you think, Glenn? Is it something they can they can work around? No, you can. I mean, just you know, you can throw up the censor bar and him be like, "Fucking studio executives making us having to do this kind." Of, I mean, you can <laughs> right, you right. can get away with it, and make it work. The other thing is, I wouldn't worry too much about it if it turns out to be PG thirteen. Because there's a fun little fact about the MPAA. Um, four of the heads of Fox actually are on that board. So um, wow. I, they're going to be very generous as far as the notes they give back and how they're able to okay, you know, that, go through that's with awesome that rating. Okay, that's awesome to hear, actually. Yeah. Corrupt as shit, but that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. It's super <laughs> uh, Let us talk about the teaser trailer for the next 007 film, uh, Spectre. Uh, Glenn... Uh, you were the first person to point this out to me, so you kick us off here. What uh, what did you think of this, uh, I don't know, was it a, a minute and 45 seconds worth of of Bond tease? Yeah, um, basically, if you uh, kind of what they're going for is it seems like one movie connects to the other, much like Quantum of Solace is a direct cut after a Casino Royale, mm-hmm. and it looks like this one is going to take place right after Skyfall. I mean, they even mentioned Skyfall in it. Yeah. Uh, so you're dealing with the loss of spoiler alert of M and that kind of stuff. So you're going into that. And then, you know, the, the specter organization, you know, we, I don't, we haven't really seen in a very, very long time. Right. Who was uh, M was M that old broad? That uh, was Judy, the Dame, yeah, Judy, Dench. Judy Dench. Oh, she fucking dies. She does. It is. It is. Ah, oh, man. It well, is yeah, I was, <laughs> I was telling Glenn, I've only ever seen the first one. I haven't, I'm like a few movies behind of yeah. this. I uh, wouldn't. You don't need to see Quantum of Solace. You need to see Skyfall because. Yeah. So just, just go right to Skyfall, like right now. To yeah. see, yeah, and to see Javier Bardem just go right after Daniel Craig's crotch. It's yeah, uh, that's why he's the it, best Bond for, girl. But yeah, but he's didn't a Bond he get girl, his? What do, you mean right, what do you mean right after his crotch? I uh, I mean he gets his hand pretty damn close to his dick. Is what I'm oh. saying. What, yeah. Is it worse than that scene in that one movie where he had his balls hanging through the chair or whatever? No, I don't think it's quite worse no, than that. No, it's a though. different type. He even says he's he's interrogating Oh, he him. makes a pass at him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. like, there's oh, different well, ways yeah, of yeah, interrogation. Uh, you know, whatever. It, and, oh, that's man. Whatever. I mean, you know what I mean? It, 
<laughs> if the guy wants to jerk me off and then ask me some questions, whatever, dude. You could have a worse afternoon. Well, it's the way Daniel Craig reacts to it that just uh, just seals. Does the... he say yes? And, and then and then the movie well, gets really dark for a while. There's a director's says... cut scene where he just starts making out with Javier Bardem, and it really fucks <laughs> with Bardem's head. Yeah, no, he just says like, uh, "What well, makes you think this is my first time?" And Harbin just kind of blushes and sits back. He's like, "Oh, Mr. Bun, like it is." It's <laughs> oh so shit! Great. So Daniel Craig is like, "Go ahead, go ahead, touch it, dude." And he, like it's the first time. He's like, "Knock yourself out." It's like nothing me and Q haven't done before. Man. He said, "I've been to that rodeo, son. <laughs> jerk me off." You know, and it's something. I'm that not telling you been... nothing. You jerk it me is... off all you want. I'll never answer your questions. <laughs> go ahead and play with my butt while you're at it. I hate it. It's uh... something that's been mentioned in James Bond's history. Is there's. A... A lot of people is a lot that of he likes butt play during interrogation. No, that he he's a he may that actually, he's called Bond. Is he like a bondage guy? Well, that <laughs> bondage. He's, it's more about he may actually just be a homosexual. Oh, because of well, the way whatever. he discards women through sex. Do you expect me to talk? No. Well, how would that make him homosexual? If he's no, no, it's just, no. That's just one of the conspiracy theories. I, I. I I think this movie just solidifies the fact that he's bisexual because I just think that's a more interesting character for Bond because it's all about a means to an end. You know, he just has sex with these women and discards them pretty easily. I feel like he would do the same thing with a man if it meant, you know, finishing the mission. <laughs> uh, but no, so many, so many different ways the Bond series can go now after, after this. Oh, hold on, I There's so many ways it should go. Really? Oh, absolutely, sir. So, so I could skip the quantum of solace and just go right to skyfall. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I thought quantum of solace was okay, but a lot of people are like that film sucked. Uh, yeah. the, you don't need to see it in order to see skyfall. There's nothing in it that you, well, need to see I, I will watch that fucker this week. Then it's a really, it's a really good picture. Uh, yeah. People sure. said if it wasn't a James Bond film, it would have been nominated for best picture. I mean, it, it is damn good. Did you, uh, did you watch the trailer at all? Aaron for it? Yeah, I did. I mean, you know, it looked like a, like an intense, you know, Bondish movie. Yeah, no Dave Batista. Just, you know, yeah. Oh, was he in uh, Skyfall? Uh, Batista is not, but he is. He is in. He will be in this movie. He's going to be in the uh, in the fucking Kickboxer remake too, or the Bloodsport remake. Holy shit! Yeah, I know. He's all, he's all over the place. This Batista fella. Uh, yeah, it's a you know, it's kind of what you'd expect, right? There's some scenery. Uh, there's some some spy. really beautifully shot looking fucking scenes though, man. Indeed, yes. There's a, and then the the last scene obviously is a very disguised uh, Blofeld, who's the head of Spectre, welcoming Bond. Uh, and then so there's... Spectre is like it, it is their Cobra essentially. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's like their Hydra or whatever. Uh, whatever the, uh, the analogy would be. Yeah, I mean, it's because he talked about Dr. No. Like, that's the big thing is like, you think Dr. No is the big bad, but he actually works for an organization. That's what it is. Which right. movie was Dr. No? The first. Dr. No, one? I think was the first one. Yeah, yeah it's the first one. With Sean oh. Connery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which doesn't count uh, because apparently none of these movies are connected at all. They're just completely just. Well, one. I mean, there's a couple couple of things. Uh, I mean, I. A lot of people think, except for there's a few instances where you, you have to make uh, concessions. But basically, like James Bond is just a code name. And this is where it fucks with the timeline. Is oh, that yes, yes. With this James Bond, like it is established that if they continue with these James Bond movies, he will at least have been the first James Bond. And then they may just use that name for different agents. Oh, so, okay. So he's going to just, okay. 
Unless, yeah. unless of course, Glenn, those are fake birth certificate. Uh, so he, he's basically gonna gonna dread pirate. Well, he is Scott. Dread pirate so. Roberts this bitch for like all perpetuity. Um, it's like he kidnapped some guys. Like yeah. you're the new James Bond fucker. Here's the here's kind of, now sit down. Let me jerk you off and ask and you by a few him questions. kidnapping him. You mean MI6? Yes. Here's a yeah. here's a segue. By the way, just uh, well, Christoph Waltz looks awesome in it. Speaking Sorry. of speaking of trailers, uh, this James Bond film uh, began production uh, in early December of last year, and we have already seen footage from this movie. Uh, I have now reached a stage of of spite. I'm just not going to fucking watch a Batman versus Superman trailer now. What the fuck is taking <laughs> them so long to release it? Goddamn! Th- there's been bar- the only footage we have seen of this movie is that leaked Comic Con footage, which we're not even positive is actually part of the trailer. Like for all we know, they just fucking filmed it for Comic Con. We have no idea. How is it possible? Didn't they start filming this movie in 2000 fucking 10? When the shit did they start making this movie, Aaron? Uh, like a really long time ago, man. Yeah, it was like, how is there it, no? It, this uh, must be the worst movie of all time. That they're June just terrified. They must be just terrified to show footage of this film or something. Well, that or they're going to attach it to the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, you're just waiting for a big release, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Warner Brothers. The only other release Warner Brothers would have had would have been the Hobbit movies. But even what that else do they a, have? What's their next one coming down? Uh, for Warner Brothers. I I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know right. what big franchise movies they have coming out now. They kind of yeah. they kind of maybe they're waiting. You know, well, Comic Con at least you know you, you know will probably be like you know the first time we start seeing. It's just a ridiculous solid. I mean, I mean, Skyfall. We didn't see a trailer for it till two months before the movie came out. So it's not out of the realm of waiting till the last minute to do something. I think, right. especially since Marvel pulled out of Comic-Con, I mean, you know, DC's just going to own it. So, I mean, I think it's just going to be nothing but Batman versus Superman and Justice League at Comic-Con. It could be. Um, that being oh, said... And I, uh, I, I verified real quick. Uh, Dave Batista is playing Tong Po in the Kickboxer remake. Wow, there you go. Uh, so, Aaron, we didn't cover this on the website, but uh, uh-huh. why, not, why not let loose on this? I'm presuming you saw the... Uh, the only thing that they are fucking showing of this movie is pictures of people. What did you think of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor? Did you see this image? I did. What'd you think? Bald, uh, bald Zuckerberg. Bald Zuckerberg, yeah. Uh, he looked menacing, or he tried to look menacing. I don't know. He did. did. Uh, I, I, I'm willing to give it to the, benef- the benefit of the doubt, like until we see some actual footage, like an, or at least you know we hear some audio of him as Lex Luthor. I mean, let's just we know the guy c- can get a little bit dark, like you know, like he, what he did with Zuckerberg. I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it all depends on him, man. Like you know, it, it, if he nails it and he's really good, people are gonna say, "Oh my god, he's the best ever." Like even if he's okay, kind of like Heath Ledger, like you know, was for the Joker. He was good. He wasn't phenomenal. You know, what I mean, like the greatest thing, like what people are saying. But if Eisenberg is just a shade off, then you know people are gonna fucking just be, oh, I told you, you know, from the get go, he is a poor, you know, poor casting choice to this and that, and like the same thing with uh, with Jared Leto as the Joker. I mean, they could be really inspired casting choices, but there's already so much negative attention going to him. I mean, if these guys are anything right. short, a uh, uh, phenomenal, it's gonna be bad. I think people are kind of just boned when it comes to playing the Joker, though. Uh, it feels like to me, like because uh, people were really upset about Heath Ledger, and now they're really upset about Jared Leto. It, it is happening quite a bit. Like this, uh, I, I guess this is why Marvel got off to the the good foot that they got off to. Because when they announced casting choices for stuff, people were just kind of like, okay, whatever. 
Right. Uh, but, well, well, it, it even, it, but even like now, still, like, you know, when they cast somebody, like, the only casting, like, we kind of really reacted poorly to was Paul Rudd. Other than that, every, every time they cast somebody, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's, like, it, it. well, yeah, we, we trust you. Uh, whenever they cast Batman now, it's like, fuck you, whoever the fuck they cast. Uh, you know, here's who we're casting as Superman. Fuck that choice. Like, uh, there's, like, <laughs> uproars over everything, and I guess... Like, uh, Marvel didn't, like, the MCU didn't have that because all of their larger properties were owned by uh, other people. people. (laughs) Yeah. uh, When they're like, here's who's playing Thor, people are like, yeah, okay. And then they watch the movie, like, oh, that was great. Captain Kirk's dad, cool. I'm I'm on board. Let's see it. Robert Downey Jr., oh, I'm glad he's in a movie again. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't really care about Iron Man. Ben Affleck! Burnt down Warner Brothers! Uh, Although I... Although I think Affleck will probably end up being just fine, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, he'll be uh, all right. Yeah, I still think I, I still think John Hamm was the way to go, but you know, that's just me. But, I think you know, so too. I don't think John Hamm can get rocked up like Affleck. That dude can get seriously thick. So I mean, it's that's that's not how much Eisenberg. He it, it's the the like the look like his face and stuff is fine. He's too waif like. He's too thin. He's he's small. He's tiny. I mean, if it's you're like really... having Link, like Link, step to you in real life. You know what I mean? It's just this tall, wavy elf. <laughs> well, Link is very short, but um... dude, he could totally play Link if they did a Zelda film. Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to talk, so you don't have to worry about him being monotone in dialogue. That's right, or awkward <laughs> and quirky or anything like that. Yeah, he'd have uh, to straighten his hair, though. I don't think he'd do that. It's just, uh, I don't, I just don't like the guy. I just think he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like him in Zombieland. I like him in Zombieland, and I liked him in Social. Yeah, he plays himself, just yeah. like he does in the Social Network. Yeah, if he's being himself, he's totally fine. I just don't. Him being himself is not Lex Luthor. Like, am I like okay? If they're really just going for the hardcore motif or the, you know, the on, the on screen uh, simile of the fact that Superman is this all powerful being mm-hmm. with a you know a heart of gold, and Lex Luthor is the is just a normal man who's you know, extremely pragmatic. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Lex Luthor is, he's a, he's a bigger guy. He's not the biggest guy, but you know, he's got, he's got some size to him. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it doesn't really matter if he's big, if he just puts on a giant green metal suit. But... And I don't, and I don't know if he's got like the, the charisma or yeah. the, like, cause I mean, even though he's like, a he's cap- got a silver tongue. Yeah, even though he's like a captain of industry or whatever, he always kind of struck me as very, you know, politician-like, too. And I, right. I just don't get any of that from... Like Norman Osborn. You expect, yeah. like, a politician kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Zack Snyder has said that he's going to have, like, two faces. Like, the the public face and then the one that the people don't see, I guess, when he's in front of cameras or, well, or, yeah, or whatever. Maybe it's just, like, he, he has a bit of a bitchy resting face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he always has a face on, like you literally just farted right on his nose cavity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He always looks like that. You don't need it. Just you can't buy it. Like he, it's got to change it up a bit. Like move, you know, your goddamn brow once in a while, man. That's what it's there for. Aaron, Aaron has a a skill for uh, for description. I, I, I'm good at that. Uh, why don't you talk us through these uh, these spoilers? Uh, everybody, uh, spoiler warning in advance in case you have not. Looked at the website, and if you don't want to hear this, just hit mute for a few minutes or skip ahead. Uh, but there was some to le- this time that we won't name. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, well, I said I said a minute or so. Uh, no, uh, just uh, guess, just guess, everybody. Leaked leaked set photos from apparently the Flash, 
Aaron, why don't you uh, walk us through this and tell us what's going on in this this image? A, a fan site, uh, Grant Gustin News, actually uh, are the ones who who broke the photos. Um, it, to them, they just wrote up a regular thing. So here's the Flash filming scene with Stephen Amell and Robbie Amell. Well, you know, we know them as uh, as Oliver Queen and Firestorm. So I mean, it's good to know that oh. at some point in the uh, in the Flash season finale. The Flash, Reverse Flash, are going to come face to face, you know, with their hoods down, so everybody knows who everybody is, and you have Firestorm. But then on the other side of the Flash, you've got Oliver Queen, who is dressed just like Ra's Al Ghul. So, pretty much, uh, Oliver is going to be Batman from now on. I believe you refer to him as Raish Ali Ghul. Raish Ali Ghul, yeah, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> there, I. And that seems like it would totally be something for the finale, although I should note that there is an episode coming up called All-Star Team-Up, which mm. is not, and it is not a finale. Oh, uh, it's, like a few ep- it's like a few episodes before the finale, I think. Uh, but this, well, this, is, this could be it then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, I presume you looked at the image. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is Aaron correct in his assessment that he is in, he is in Raish Ali Ghul uh, wear? Yeah, yeah, he is becoming uh, slowly but surely the uh, chump change version of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I you're, don't... Gonna, you're gonna get to see Batman with a bow and arrow, so it's better, right? Sure. I, I've seen him use a bow and arrow. I've seen him use a gun. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I've read these comics. He uses other things besides batteries. Oh yeah, I've never seen Batman jerk, jerk a guy off to interrogate him. That's right. You haven't seen that yet. Right? Yeah, but you I'm will. Sure... I'm Maybe sure there's some fanfic out yeah. there. Aim for the cleft in my chin, bro. Now, is there any other reason why he would be in the garb other than he's just accepted the role of Rachel Ghoul? Is there any no. other reason you can think of? I mean, if he's just becoming the Dark Archer, but I don't know why he'd do that. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, the only other thing I can think of, and it doesn't even make any sense, is that he's just doing what... Uh, what Rachel Ghoul and, and, and Masio have been doing in the previous episodes, which is putting his shit on and then killing motherfuckers to Oh, get... so maybe he's gonna get back at Rachel Ghoul being like, Hey, Rachel Ghoul's really a good guy. He's saving people. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna go to children's <laughs> he's gonna go to children's hospitals. Oh man, the League of Assassin <laughs> stock is gonna go way up. He's gonna, yeah. he's gonna donate money, he's gonna donate money and shit to to charities and he hires a bunch of hippies to to be like the other League of Assassins <laughs> members and they're just handing out flowers and back rubs at airports. Yeah. The next time we go to the movie theater is going to be in a St. Jude's commercial. <laughs> the League of Ass Waxins. Oh, can't, oh, there we go. There's the porn right there. <laughs> um, Glenn, it could, you be, and I... it could be Rash Al Gold. You know what I mean? <laughs> Aaron. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron. Oliver Queefs. A... Sorry. Aaron has spoiled you, you this for everyone. Uh, but Glenn, you and I are the ones <laughs> doing this podcast. What is, uh, does this... Uh... Has this? Uh, I don't know. What's what's the right word? Uh, is this better or worse for your for your future viewing of the television? I'm guessing it's, worse. It's, it's worse. I'm gonna keep bitching till they stop doing it. So uh, I don't see that ending anytime soon. It is kind of weird where they're going with this, for sure. It's just why? Like that's it's just uh, anybody who has premium has heard me bitch about this enough times. Yeah, basically, stuff hasn't really made sense since Rachel Ghoul killed him. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, and then it's, it's, it hasn't made much sense after that, really. This isn't who he is. This isn't who he is in the comics. There's no "Let's be dark." It's no, I'm I'm a free floating liberal leftist nut in his own words. 
Yeah. I don't know if we're just having to build this point up. He has to become right wing conservative to get to that point. Usually, it's the you know opposite way mm-hmm. of happening in evolution. But I don't know. Uh, Glenn, feel free to take a nap for a minute because the TARDIS is about to fucking land on this podcast once more. Oh, I was just going to sing Power Man 5000. <laughs> oh, is that because uh, of Aaron's Worlds Collide thing? Yeah. Yeah, this is, is. this is what it's like when Worlds Collide. All right, 2003 WWE. Let's pop that in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you are really fucking desperate if you're going to 2003. Uh, Aaron, man, this is uh, actually this is really great casting news. Uh, it is. We've known we've known for a little bit that the the ninth series of Doctor Who has been filming. Uh, we already know that Michelle Gomez is returning as the master or the mistress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this this came as a surprise to me today. It was all over their Twitter accounts and their Instagram accounts. Uh, Maisie Williams, who is Arya Stark in Game of Thrones, is going to be appearing in the show this season. Um, yep. I'm guessing probably for a one-off, I'm presuming, but, you know, maybe maybe not. Maybe for a couple episode arc uh, or something like that. Uh, what what do you think of, uh, of Maisie Williams showing up in the Hooniverse? Oh, it's Love great, it. man. I've been waiting for this to happen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I know, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn's super fucking pumped. He's like, yeah. I don't watch either of these shows, man. Uh, what do you what do you think, dude? I'm into it. I mean, you know, she's great on Game of Thrones. I mean, her and Doctor Who, you know, they, they borrow a lot, uh, Doctor Who does, from, from Westeros. I mean, there's been a lot of people who are on Game of Thrones have been in Doctor Who. So, I mean, she kind of feels, you know... Like a natural fit, uh, and I mean, and just from the look, like the picture of her they have in the TARDIS, and just from her outfit and the way, and like the way she's postured. I mean, it's obvious, like to me, she's supposed to be young Claire at some point, where oh, she'll up on the TARDIS great. with them. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you, you've seen the picture. I mean, it, I tell have, me, yes. you know, that's not it. I didn't even think about it though until I was reading it, and then you uh, you wrote young Claire Oswald on one, and I'm like, holy shit, you know what? That is right. That looks yeah. a lot like maybe that is what they're going for. Uh, in in fact, that would be really great casting. Um, I, I I think Maisie I think Maisie Williams is actually better than Jenna Coleman acting wise. Oh yeah, but yeah, uh, uh, but no, I think that's fucking. Uh, and that's not to say Jenna Coleman's bad. Jenna Coleman's totally totally fine on the show. But absolutely, uh, it's just good... that Maisie Williams is just you know better. That's just all it is. If this is what it turns out to be, then I'm totally fine with them keeping Jenna Coleman around for another season. Uh, if this was the the inspired casting choice that they're going with. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I'll otherwise I'll maintain my stance that they could have just got rid of her at the end of last season. It would have been totally <laughs> fine if they just moved on. I would have been okay. So if Maisie is young Claire, then it's like okay, now. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... Like okay, I I I will retract my previous statement. That's a very good casting choice if they do something cool with it. So I got it. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Uh, and it, and it and it helps that Game of Thrones is fucking coming back. I know. In uh, in a in a matter of days, I think it's what April twelfth. Yep. I think it's so close. Back. Uh, so yeah, I'm s- ridiculously excited for that. We'll, we'll uh, have just recovered from Daredevil by the time Game of Thrones oh, starts. Oh, good lord! I keep forgetting. Yeah, Daredevil is coming out really soon as well. Oh, what, April tenth. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Keep your keep your eyes peeled on the premium oh, man, channel that's for that. Once upon a time comes back. Oh no, <laughs> Glenn! Explain what Once Upon a Time is. Aaron. You know, if people want me to, I will do a side B with Aaron explaining to him the. I can do it. I mentally have the capacity to explain everything in Once Upon a Time. Just completely would branch through. Yeah, j- just catch me up from from zero to to jump where you are today, like on the show. Like, sell me on it. I want to know what it's about. That will be an interesting episode. It'll be about three hours long. 
to be but sure. But I'm going to ask a lot of questions, so. Yeah. Uh, new you can only ask questions after every season. I'll be like, all right, wow. until I say the end of season one, then you, you have to keep listening. Uh, new on the uh, the website, a couple of things. Uh, the latest episode of From Parts Unknown is up. Uh, that's episode number six, where we discuss the 2013 movie Snowpiercer with uh, with Chris Evans and Tilda Swinton and John Hurt. Uh, safe to say, I believe, I can't guys. Stop thinking about Bruno Mars Ninja. Like <laughs> Bruno really Mars Ninja was awesome. That guy again. Um, safe to say, we all enjoyed the movie. I think uh, to one degree or another. Uh, I think it may be the only the second movie, in I believe the seven or so that we have selected so far. Only the second that Aaron has watched from beginning to end. <laughs> <laughs> this is correct. Uh, Aaron has. I, I think um, Go counts because I fast forwarded through the entire thing to watch all the dance scenes. Yeah, yeah which I is seventy five percent. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I'm like two and three quarters in. I am so I with, with the exception of Pretty Ugly People, which I have not, which I did not watch. Oh uh, fuck yeah! No, I watched that. Am yeah. I the am I the only fool to have watched all of the movies from beginning to end? Because I've, I've watched them all. I oh, mean... we watched we we watched Brawler too, just because that one was so greatly bad. Oh yeah, yeah, Brawler was tremendously great and bad. So fucking terrible. That guy's chest hair still bothers me to this day. <laughs> and one uh, more thing we need it's to talk gross. about before we get to the other stuff. Uh, and uh, and Stephanie's got a review up for uh, Home that we talked about that was coming out. Uh, we oh, talked yeah, about that the, last week. Halo animated picture. Yeah, yeah, she she liked it a lot more than more than critics, which are, I think it's sitting at like forty eight percent on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, she liked it. She liked it quite a bit. Uh, Glenn, what was the thing that you wanted to mention? Uh, Maggie, we ha- we haven't talked about the Maggie. Oh, trailer. we did not talk about the Maggie trailer, which I thought was I didn't didn't we put that up here? I thought we put we it did. Up. It, I, I had to check because oh yeah yeah was... yeah. Aaron put it up before we put up last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. That's there right. We forgot to talk about uh, oh, Maggie, shit, which is right. uh, Schwarzenegger and uh, Abigail Breslin in uh, in a zombie apocalypse type movie. Oh my god! I cannot fucking wait to see this movie. Uh, Glenn, Glenn, what did you think of it? I thought it was hmm. I don't want to say good. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. It is very intriguing. Mm -hmm. It looks very, very intriguing. It it looks like the idea here is that Abigail Breslin is playing Schwarzenegger's daughter, which... um... Basically, Emma Stone is dead. (laughs) It's after Zombieland, yes. Yeah. She's like... (laughs) I mean, that's how it's going to be in my head. She's like slowly turning into a zombie or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's... Right. Like she has some sort of... Maybe she's got some sort of thing in her blood or whatever that is... uh, Can stop. Yeah, it's only like slowly taking her over. So like maybe she's the cure or something. Um, But uh, yeah, the... uh, I don't know. Someone's going to get sued if that's the case. (laughs) Could be, yeah. The Last of Us is like, hey, what the fuck? Uh, Uh, Sony? Yes. Uh, Aaron, what what did you think of this? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I mean, the the first trailer, you know, it kind of mainly, it didn't really focus on the action, but it didn't really show you too much of kind of, of Schwarzenegger just, you know, I'll use the word acting, you know what I mean? But this trailer, like, it gave us a better look at kind of like, you know, this dude, like, he's going through some shit in this movie. Like, you see him crying at one point. I mean, he's not just, you know, 
Yeah. Flexing his old saggy tits and swinging swords. I mean, this dude's really trying to do something with this movie, and it looks it looks great. I can't wait. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, this kind of feels like his JCVD to me, where he's going to show, like, you know, hey, you know, I'm a goddamn pro, you know. So here but it is. Like, I, I can't wait. I am hesitant. Wrestler, yeah. I am hesitant. Uh, to, oh, for shame! To, for shame! I'm not, I mean, I'm not hesitant to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm hesitant to believe, uh, you know, the hype that the. Because they're, you know, they 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 oh, splash yeah, yeah, some yeah. they splash some words on the screen like Schwarzenegger is yeah. astonishing or whatever the fuck it is, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, Tribeca yes. High School, yeah, junior class. It's like it's like uh, it's like he if does. You win at Tribeca, that's impressive. It's like he does shed a tear, but I also noted that there is not much Arnold dialogue, like Which so either he does not talk a lot in the movie. Or he does talk a lot in the movie, and they just don't want anyone to hear it because it's not great. Uh, but he I, says he's I very think... proud of the movie, but I'm sure he's really proud of you know some of the other fucking movies he's made too that are you know are not that as he should be. Yeah, um, I, to this day I still watch Pumping Iron at least once every two weeks. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's very proud of Pumping Iron. He should be. Uh, <laughs> what a what a fucking movie that is. Um, the uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll get that. Is that on Netflix? Maybe that'll be a pumping iron. I, you know what? If we get if we ever get pumping iron as a movie on Netflix, just skip it. I could like quote you the entire movie. <laughs> so I'll just tell you guys what you would be saying. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hesitant. It it looks interesting, and I like Abigail Breslin a lot. Uh, I think she's I think she's quite talented. But yeah, uh, I'm like I said, I'm. I'm hesitant to believe the hype that Schwarzenegger did a great acting job. Because oh. has has he ever done a great acting job? I mean, outside uh, of yeah, Rod, Rod Deal, Conan, Kindergarten Cop, Twins, oh, Kindergarten Cop, Jingle Total Recall, the, <laughs> the second greatest Christmas movie of all time, <laughs> Jingle All the Way. Yeah, second. I mean, first is uh, Die Hard and the and motherfucking Running Man, dude. Predator. Come on. I don't know if he's a great actor in those. Oh movies, yes, he is. But... Dude, last action hero. Right? End of days. Holy he fought the devil. <laughs> the fucking end of days. Eraser. This is amazing. We're gonna have he to do a, a bunch flood. Of crocodiles we're gonna have people. to we're gonna have to do a flawed and decisive on Schwarzenegger soon, aren't we? <laughs> uh we can't because none of his movies are flawed. <laughs> <laughs> and that is decisive for sure. <laughs> uh let us uh let us talk about the uh the box office results real quick. Um, and yes, everybody, hold on to your horses. There will be another Parts Unknown selection made <sighs> shortly. <laughs> oh, okay. So we, where you didn't do the, we're not going to go with my idea of, uh, what was Outcast with Nick Cage and Hayden Christian? Oh, no, we're watching that anyway. Well, like, okay, that's we can, I will we can totally do that as watch part it. of the breakdown. I will totally watch it if somebody buys it and sends it to me because I'm not. I, I do not have the money to spend on Outcast right now with Nicholas. I don't. Th- I don't think it's very much. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Twenty-five cents. Um, uh, I just came across some big news. Oh, okay. What's the What's the news? Idris Elba's going to be the villain in Star Trek Three. Oh, awesome. motherfucker, yes. You know what? I knew about that and did not put a story down about it. Oh, and because I, I, it completely slipped my mind. You did what I do sometimes. Oh, man, that's going to be cool. Yeah. Forget about are, it. Are, like, they, so, ah, are, are, they, are they going Klingons? Like, what are they doing? Like, who's he? Who's he what are they doing? They have, uh, no, I don't. I they don't have know. not specified, but oh. Elba is black. So I'm going to say Klingons. He oh. says he is not playing a Klingon. Hey, you know what? Christopher oh, Lloyd is not playing a Klingon. He says he Simon is not. Pike. 
Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. I wonder. Romulans, maybe. Eh, they already. Yeah, I mean, we've they seen did, that. They've already done maybe Romulans. Goddamn Romulans. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, in fact. Peg dispels Elba Klingon rumors. Um, you know what, but they said the same shit about Cumberbatch, you know what I mean? Always not con. Uh, let me see here. Can't believe uh, these motherfuckers for nothing. This was, uh, an interview that, uh, he was doing, like, a premiere interview or some shit. Uh, and, uh, they, they asked him, what about the rumors that Idris Elba is going to be a Klingon? He says, uh, that's not true. And they say, not at all. And he goes, no, no, no. Uh, Bullshit. So there you go. Uh, this guy, however, is uh, the 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 fine folks over at Trek Movie say are saying that they're going to double down uh, on their bet that he is playing Doctor Richard Daystrom, who created the M5 computer in uh, an episode of the original series called The Ultimate Computer, where the uh, they try to turn. I, I think that would be a horrible idea, actually. Uh, just because well, nowadays. Like it, it worked for back then, but not. I don't think it would work for now, uh, unless they do some sort of weird. Well, what's the computer do? Like, what was the um, thing? Ba- basically, no, no, no. Basically, oh. uh, Skynet. He invented Skynet. Well, it's the '60s, so basically, it turns it into like what cars are going to be in the next thirty or forty years, uh, which you know they fucking drive themselves. Uh, so that's basically what this guy did. He invented this computer that would take over all of the functions of. Uh, a starship it would you know it, it essentially just turn it into a a giant a drone. fucking drone uh that would fight all of its battles and do all of the exploration oh, cool. and oh, cool. uh well sure sure uh and and kirk was like well wait a fucking second you can't take you know the whole reason we're out here is because we want to explore what's the fucking point if we can't be out here exploring oh, uh, right. if we wanted to send robots out here we could have fucking done that already uh, you know, it's about like the human element and replacing humans with machines and and that sort of thing. And of course, the robot, uh, the the computer becomes too it becomes self aware, too smart for its own good, that sort of thing, and tries to defend itself. And it it blows up a like it, they're supposed to do like a uh, like a war like an games. Omega thirteen device. No, no, thing, they, they like do the like Galaxy a. Quest. They're supposed to do like a war games, right? With uh, so like simulated weapons fire with other Federation ships and the computer, I think the computer is like, uh, shit, all of these motherfuckers are coming for me and it blows away legit. Like a bunch of fe- other Federation ships and things like that. Just murders thousands. Of <laughs> um, and yeah, so Richard Daystrom is the guy who, and this is on the original series. Uh, yeah. Like the, oh, they're supposed to do war games and then the computer, uh, the computer he invents decides to defend itself. Joshua just goes ape shit and just starts, yeah. Checkmating everybody. Um, I mean, I could see tic tac toe and everybody. I could see that, and Glenn is right when it comes to drones and things like that. That it would be topical. Um, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess Star dumb. Trek isn't an episode of South. That Park. sounds lame. And the thing, and the thing is, if Idris Elba is playing the villain, uh, Doctor Richard Daystrom was not a villain. He was, he was trying to do something good, but you know. It, he he was he was Victor Frankenstein, right? He he, but you know he created a monster, but he he himself was not a monster. Uh, I, so I don't if if he is well, being billed as the bad guy, Daystrom was not a bad guy. So I don't know if it's going to be him. To quote another, I, doctor. I, I think it's Klingon. Like I said, you know they they told us the same shit forever about LBC three not being you know con. Yeah. How can we believe you, Simon Pegg? You can't. Um, let's talk about no, the box office. Now, to quote another doctor, some of the worst things are done with the best intentions. That's right. Was that Dr. Dre? Uh, no, that uh, he was a uh, 
Mathetician. I mean, chaotician. Uh, chaotician. Yeah, I believe it was. Uh... <laughs> Oh, did you go blow me, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe it was Dr. Dre. Now I gotta go watch that video now. Thanks. Yeah, I believe it was Dr. Dre who said the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That was Dr. Dre, right? I don't know. That might have been Jesus. <laughs> one of the one of the doctors, Dr. Jesus. Dr. Dre, yeah. one of the two. Uh, <laughs> let's talk the top five of the box office. Uh, here, here's an interesting one. Uh, it follows was number 19, uh, way down there. It moved all the way up to number five cause it opened wide, uh, and it did 3.8 million. I believe Aurora's next review is going to be, uh, it follows. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go out and see that one too, man. That sounds like ghost Terminator to me. Like the, com- like the, like the commercial was like, it doesn't stop it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that, that sounds like the Terminator. So, oh right. no, that's that unfriend me thing. That's what that one. Okay, that's a different one. Uh, Cinderella fell from the number two spot to number four. It made seventeen million dollars. Uh, Divergent Insurgent fell from number one to number three, <laughs> doing twenty one point five million. Can you say that title again? Uh, Divergent Insurgent. Thank you. Uh, the uh, the movie titled after Aaron's response following the uh, the release of the Deadpool image, Get Hard debuted at number two with 33.8 million dollars jesus and believe it or not the movie none of us had really heard of before the one that stephanie reviewed home is the one that debuted number one with a 52.1 million dollar opening that is monstrous it's is huge for a movie i had no idea existed up until that's a shame you know what movie should have been number one and and we're all going to hell for not getting it there Mm, what's that and that's uh do you believe Oh yeah, do you believe? Uh, was by the way, what's that? Seven. When a pastor is shaken by the visible faith of a street corner preacher, he is reminded that the true belief always requires action. Here's his response in Ike's a journey that impacts everyone it touches in ways that only God can orchestrate. Sorry, Mia Sorvio and Sean Astin. Was this a Kirk Cameron joint? <laughs> uh, I think so. Oh. Come on, Sean Astin, you you could do better, man. I. You're in. You're in. You're in some of Brian Bosworth. Movies. What the hell? Brian Bosworth, dude. Silver I am Shepherd. so watching this now. Brian Lee Majors. Is Brian is Brian Boitano in this as well? Now some dude. Some named dude Shwayze. named Schwazy. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> like, who the fuck is Schwazy? Pat- Patrick Schwazy. Would be awesome oh, if his name was Lee Majors is in it in an unbilled role, which is always awesome. Uh, by the way, speaking of interesting box office tidbits, Kingsman the Secret Service finally fell out of the top five. Oh, uh, bullshit. It took a long time, too. That movie has made uh, over $320 million worldwide, so that did pretty darn good. Uh, yeah, domestic, Domestically, in the, here in the States, it, it uh, almost did $120 million. Uh, so that movie did quite well for itself. Yeah, it looks uh, like Ben helped fund that. Uh, movies opening uh, this coming weekend, weekend, opening wide. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, Aaron, he's in uh, Woman in Gold with uh, Helen hmm. Mirren, Katie Holmes. Uh, have, have, I'm sure you, I'm sure you guys. Oh, I've seen the trailer. Well, someone's getting topless in this between those two ladies. 
yeah, it's not getting well reviewed right now, though. It's sitting at thirty eight percent with thirteen reviews. Yeah, What's it bad. about? Um, so it is uh, the remarkable true story of one woman's journey to reclaim. Oh, no, her no one's getting topless then. Never mind. No, uh, and seek justice for what happened to her family sixty years after she fled Vienna during World War II. Oh shit! An elderly yep. Jewish woman, played by Helen Mirren, starts her journey to retrieve family oh. possessions seized by the Nazis. A World War II movie, someone could still be getting topless. Perhaps. Uh, and uh, Ryan Reynolds plays her uh, lawyer. Uh, and basically, oh. like, the Nazis stole stuff, like, uh, important paintings. And right. it's, like, of her family, and she's trying to, to win them back. Because the countries are like, hey, wait a minute, this is this is our shit now. And she's like, no, this is my shit. That's my relative. Nobody said they could take this shit. How well uh, did it do? Um, it's not doing particularly great off the bat. It's 13 reviews in. And thirty eight percent. So, uh, but that's a little too early to tell. It's it five fresh. Bad. Um, it, it looks interesting. The movie itself. I mean, like the story premise is interesting. Um, the execution. I don't know how the execution is. I don't out. believe Ryan Reynolds is a lawyer. Well, no, neither do. I. What was the budget on this thing? Oh, it's uh, a BBC movie too. Mm-hmm. So oh. not so not very high. Yeah, not at all. Oh, that little island that could shake its fist. Uh, and uh, the movie that is most certainly going to be completely crushed by uh, Furious 7 is opening. And I will weekend. be seeing this. Um, it is already off, actually, to a good start. 25 reviews in and 84% on the tomato meter. Jesus. Uh, serving up a fresh round of over-the-top thrills while adding unexpected dramatic heft. Furious 7. Bullshit. The, I know. Furious 7 keeps the franchise moving in more ways than one. Starring all of the people you know and love from all of the other movies. And Kurt fucking Russell. Oh, and Kurt Russell's in this as well. Yeah. Just, oh, Kurt Russell's in it. No, show some damn respect. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt fucking Russell is in this movie. And Iggy Azalea. Oh, that's not good. Iggy oh, Azalea man. is in this movie, yes. I hope Ronda Rousey just now she was the chick. her neck in half. <laughs> that was the chick who sang last night at WrestleMania, right? No, that was Skylar Gray. Yeah, that was... That uh, wasn't... Fucking uh, the other no, name. Th- that wasn't the the Froggy. black white Australian. No, <laughs> the black white Australian, Froggy Froggy Azalea. But well, the chick the the gal singing last night was Australian, right? Beats me. Uh, Skylar Gray. I have no idea. Yeah. I just know she is in a Doctor Dre song. To be honest, to be honest with oh. you, I literally got up and went downstairs for a while actually during that performance, and I came up and they were still fucking going. Uh, so yeah, people, if people are interested in more of that talk, the side to B episode will be up sometime tomorrow or the day after. Um, dude, right. no way she's from Wisconsin. Get out of here. <laughs> Nobody's from Wisconsin. Dude, she doesn't, she honestly sounds like she's from, you know, somewhere over, over the, over now. All right, you guys. Uh, so before we head to the main event. Uh, head over to cinemageekly.com. Uh, we've already mentioned the premium. We've already mentioned the t-shirts. If neither of those things are your bag, big fat Amazon button on the right-hand side of the website. Uh, go ahead and use that and bookmark the link every time you shop at Amazon. It just lets Amazon know that we sent you. We get a kickback no matter what you buy from Amazon. Uh, this would be a good time to go out and purchase that Outcast movie that, that Glenn seems so interested in watching. Or an Outcast CD. Oh, come on. You... Aaron and I have been waiting for this movie. I have like been. I really have. have been. Oh, no, no, no. I, really I, I would love to see it as well. I just don't have the the spare money to throw it away on this movie that I'm it, sure. It'll, be on, it'll be on YouTube before you know it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Go to the website and uh, and and 
use that every time you shop on Amazon uh, if you're not interested with the, something with our logo plastered on it. Uh, now it is, in fact, time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the, the next Parts Unknown selection. Uh, for those of you who have not been following along, we go to allflix.net slash Netflix dash randomizer. Uh, Don't do this at home. No, uh, this is not recommended for use at home. Uh, this handy-dandy little website takes everything within uh, the Netflix catalog and makes it randomizably selectable. Basically, it gives, you, it gives us a lot of options if we really want to narrow it down, like pick a random movie that was made between 1999 and and uh, 2006 or something like that. It will do that, but that's not what we're doing, man. We're blank canvassing this motherfucker. We are, we're not limiting it to any specific genre. We are not limiting it to any specific rating, either a Netflix rating, a 1 to a 5, or an IMDb rating from a 0 to a 10, and we are most definitely not restricting it to year released. Any movie between the year 1900 and 2015. I will say this, guys. Have we got a movie that was before the 2000s yet? I don't think we have. Uh, I don't think so. I think every movie we've gotten so far has been, uh, in fact, probably 2002 or later. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. I don't think there's... Brawler was was 11, NASCAR was around, was 14 or something. Go was 2007. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why I remember that one so specifically. <laughs> Who can forget it? Second Life was 2010. Yeah, they've all been, you know, new-ish movies. Snowpiercer was 13. I think White Rush might have been the oldest movie. Yeah, and it was 2000. It looked like it was filmed in 1987, but it wasn't released until 2003. Yeah. So Anything that- with Judd Nelson looks like that. Uh, so, yeah, that was... I think that is easily the oldest one we watched. So we haven't got anything pre-2000s yet uh so uh should i uh should i hit the uh the randomized button gentlemen and we're gonna find out yeah fuck it why not what we're gonna be watching here all right one two three bingo bango go bingo bango well i'll tell you this you guys we didn't get something pre-2000s damn it we've got uh, an 89, this is only 89 minutes, so this, this should be good. Oh, good. Oh, no. 89-minute action adventure from 2012 called Cybergeddon. Oh, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> is Caster Van Dien in it? Uh, no, Missy Peregrim. Elliot, Missy Elliot. Efren Elias, uh, Edraki, Oliver Martinez. There is a guy in this movie named Kick Gurry. Oh, Oliver Martinez. That's uh, that's uh, Halle Berry's baby daddy or husband or something. Yes. Uh, also starring Manny Montana. This is incredible. Let's, let us is that the, is that Hannah's cousin? Let us read the synopsis. Eight Wait, to, it says episodes. Is this a fucking TV show? Uh, Cyber. Uh, looking at this one, it's an eighty-nine minute. Uh, that might be the like the the season premiere because it's a TV show. Yeah, well, we're just we're just going to watch whatever the first thing is. Agents okay. Chloe Jocelyn and Frank Parker investigate a series of seemingly unrelated cyber attacks with the help of an incarcerated master hacker. Oh Jesus! This says this says web miniseries. Oh, uh, I don't. So oh. 80, 89, 89 minutes might be the whole web miniseries put into one thing. Like it oh, probably. good. So we won't miss anything at all. Yeah, red. Uh, so this sounds god awful. 
the average Netflix rating though is a three point. Mm, Paul yeah. De La Rosa. Uh, no, no relation. Not at all. <laughs> no, no, not even the same name. You racist dick. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Staten Island works in the South or like you know. Yeah. The western border. I just, you know, assume they just switch letters around down there. Just oh, like that, De La Rosa is Italian. Does it? There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this sounds like it's going to be an interesting adventure. The uh, The average Netflix rating is a 3.3 out of 5. I don't believe that. There does not appear. that at all. There does not appear. Well, I'm, there's an IMDb link here. Well, uh, well, the only 6. people 8. who have watched it are the people who were in it, and they all rated it five, except for Oliver Martinez, who didn't care. He gave it like a one. So uh, I should note that on IMDb, Cybergeddon has a six point eight out of ten from three hundred and sixty nine votes. Ah, everybody worked on it. That's <laughs> cast and crew right there. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can I read one of these user reviews? Oh, oh be my, please. Be my guest. Um, I'm not gonna. We're gonna go unnamed. He's from Utah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's uh. uh he gives up. it a seven out of ten. Oh uh, man. This computer thriller mystery, while relatively low on the television series Twenty Four Action, has a techno punch that makes for a reasonable substitute. The plot is decent. The pacing good. The editing okay. This is no Hannah, 2011, nor Born Identity, 2002. Why is he name dropping other shit? No, oh nor sh- even shit. the rather popular mainstream movie version of War Games, what 1983. What an asshole. Oh, fuck well, you the dialogue the- seems nicely geeky, and there's no obvious slapstick tripe. The narrative seems stuck on the television quality level. What this movie has going for it is that It doesn't cram the techno crap down one's throat, but plays it straight. This techno thriller does set a bar for its insistence on nice-sounding geek stuff that might set the standard for acceptable computer-enhanced movies. God damn, what kind of a smug fucking dickhead wrote this? For Cybergeddon. What the fuck? Hey, it's a miniseries on a fucking internet so i would say it's on an internet it's, probably it's on an not, internet <laughs> i'm surprised it's i'd be really surprised if it was even on a tv budget uh so they're just putting this fucking miniseries on one of them goddamn internets they got <laughs> well we're oh, hanging on a, it's a good thing that cinema geekly's hanging out on the good internet i hope whoever wrote this, this sincerely listens for- to our podcast because if you do i want you to stop this immediately for when in rome can i read it too no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm reminded of Sarah Michelle Geller and Simply Irresistible, <laughs> 1999. The experience of love seems magical. Ever since the classic romantic it's movie, hang up on this points in the fountain. Can, yeah, I, I'm checking right out. I'm not listening. It was nominated for a Best Oscar. As impractical as it seems, love seems to defy reason and mathematical precision and probi- probability from Practical Magic. Give me the username. Get, I want to know the and username. Witchcraft to love as impractical and worldly crazy as Sandra Bullock and All About Steve. Two thousand. Okay, that's no. Give me the username. <laughs> Just text it to me, this like in our little chat. This enchanting, entertaining, and perhaps perhaps ridiculous but it is fun and a feel-good date movie that is mysteriously predictable but mostly stress-free i think this person's mind off of a date and have some intercourse because they're blocked up somehow it, 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 remi- 
<laughs> they need to go to church and find Jesus or start reading goddamn Dianetics. I mean, you got to do some shit with your life, man. Holy fuck. It reminds me of the last time I had a friend, 1997. A good time. With yeah, right, yeah, exactly. It, this is this is some fucking NPR goddamn, you know, uh, jockey. You wait, know. wait, wait. Okay, Glenn, hold on. We're, we're going to, because we're, we're running late here on this show. Uh, All right. <laughs> fortunately. Now review as Rorschach. Uh, no. <laughs> epic, presented no, 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 wait, hold on, Glenn. I, I, this is a serious question. Does this guy have a lot of reviews? Uh, yeah, actually, um, because yeah, he's got a lot, a lot got, of recent ones. If he's got a lot of reviews, I oh, highly, shit. I, if he's got a lot of reviews, I highly suggest a new premium podcast series where you do dramatic readings of this man's. Movie reviews in different 1, character voices. One thousand and sixty-three reviews. Holy I could, shit! I could predict that there would be zero downloads of that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, yeah, we got a one for the uh, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm Gave it an eight out of ten. <laughs> Holy if, shit! If, if you start reading, I will hang up. Well, uh, the Service a nine out of ten. Well, uh, anyway, uh, everything we talked about today, with the exception of this fellow's movie reviews, you can find on cinemageekly.com, and thank goodness for that. Uh, of course, we're on the social medias as well Twitter, Facebook, Google, YouTube, Tumblr, Instagram, all at cinemageekly. Info at cinemageekly.com is the email address if you want to contribute further to the uh, the now starting to get slightly full cinemageekly mailbags. So we're going to have to do a mailbag episode. Uh, pretty soon. A lot of new people have been liking uh, the Facebook page. Uh, welcome, new users. Thanks for getting us over that 1,000 like hump. Uh, please feel free to check out cinemageekly.com slash premium. And then some. Yeah, if you enjoy this podcast, you will enjoy the premium podcasts. That is a guarantee. In fact, Glenn, I'm sure Glenn, Aaron, Ben, everybody who works on this site will probably tell you that most of our best stuff happens on the premium channel oh the incredibly uh, flawed and decisive adequate yeah that the, one's good yeah the 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 flawed and decisive podcast alone that's, uh, that's my favorite i love that. with all the characters the emotive comedic and dramatic plots even the uh, even the brett ratner episode is starting to grow on me for its horribleness oh my god it was fucking brutal dude i hated that one it was a pretty <laughs> it was a pretty rough time that was a bad bad call on our part um, of course, the T-shirts and everything else available. Help yourselves because we are just a mom and pop place sitting over here. We've got a tiny little corner of the internet. We're glad you're joining us here, but uh, it is not cheap to keep a thing like this going. And we're we're growing, but uh, we're 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 starting to get too big for our server space, and we're we're in dire need of an upgrade at some point. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like Aaron and I, both can't be logged onto the back end of the website at the same time without it <laughs> without it congesting too heavily. Uh, oh my so, god, yeah. it completely melts down. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're, we're we're asking not twelve dollars a day, not twelve dollars a week, or a month, or six months. We're talking twelve dollars for an entire year of of premium podcasts. That's like a ridiculous price. I don't know anybody else who's offering. Uh, premium content at uh, a price that cheap. I know of a few places that are that that are up on us by like three or four dollars. But uh, James Bond would uh, would jerk you off to ask you a few questions. Absolutely, so that's, a pretty, that's a much better deal. But <laughs> ours is still pretty good. Uh, yeah. So can so yeah. If if you're interested, if you're if you're digging this show, go check out the premium stuff because uh, it is totally worth the money and it helps support uh, Cinema Geekly all at the same time. Uh, Podcast wise. 
you can check us out on the website, of course. You can stream and directly download right from there. But if that is not your thing, iTunes, Stitcher, and the TuneIn Radio app, you can find us on all of those on every device, on every single platform. Uh, hey, this hard- guy reviews porn also. Does he? Yeah, I'm clicking through his links. Like he he reviews everything uh, in pretty much the same manner. Uh, too bad we can't name drop him or. Why can't uh, we you... name drop him? Well, that's money. That's incredible. That that's... But we we can't we we can't do it on the premium. I know that. Uh, for sure, we are going to be doing uh, at some point if this guy's legit done porn reviews. Somebody's gonna have to do a reading of a porn review. Uh, all right, so we're, we're Ben read it, of course. Uh, yeah, because when everybody remembers when Ben read uh, those uh, those chunks of dialogue from Fifty Shades of Grey, and it was the oh. greatest thing of all time. The, the uh, best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, good Lord. Okay, so for Glenn Beauvais and Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. For more content like Who Made Who, Level Your Gear, The Gotham Podcast, Flashing Arrow Podcast, and the new Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive Podcast, visit cinemageekly.com slash premium and part with just $12. That's 12 bucks for a year's worth of awesome content. What else could you buy for $12 that will last all year and give you hours of geeky entertainment?